opinions expressed are solely those of the program producer or sponsor and not those of NRG Media LLC. If you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. If you like your private health insurance plan, you can keep your plan, period. If you are among the hundreds of millions of Americans who already have health insurance through your job, or Medicare, or Medicaid, or the VA, nothing in this plan will require you or your employer to change the coverage of the doctor you have. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Find out what is in it. This is America's Healthcare Challenge on the Mighty 1290 Coil, the Mighty1290Coil.com, and the Mighty 1290 Coil mobile app. America's Healthcare Challenge is produced and sponsored by E.D. Bellis. Now, here's your host, Sean McGuire. Welcome to America's Healthcare Challenge. Thanks for spending part of your day. You picked a good one to join us because it was an unbelievably huge week in the healthcare industry. We've got talks about healthcare consolidation, two huge insurance companies looking to purchase, one looking to purchase the other, uh, and vice versa. We also have information coming from HHS uh, Office of the Inspector General releasing their report on some findings that they found with healthcare.gov, which had some uh, unbelievable problems to the tune of over $2 billion, billion with a B, sent to insurance companies without any records uh, of that existing, and that would be your taxpayer dollars we are talking about. And so we decided to bring in the horsepower this week uh, for the program here, America's Healthcare Challenge. We're going to be joined here very shortly by Alan Hager as guest co-host, who is our IT expert and has done all kinds of research about healthcare.gov, the data behind it. I think you might have heard the Office of Personnel Management, which is the government agency that covers uh, all of uh, the executive branch, and, and I think even the Senate and, and the legislative branch as well. They're just kind of the uh, government's uh, business type of office. They, uh, like, for example, if uh, there's a snowstorm, the Office of Personnel Management would be the ones that would make the call to shut down the government, for example. Their system got hacked by uh, foreign uh, hackers, I believe. And so that has um, given all sorts of uh, unbelievable um, data to them and stories. And we'll share one of those stories with you in a blog post I found on the wires called Sex, Drugs, and Rock and Roll. It's going to be uh, an interesting treat for you. And we're also going to be joined at the bottom of the hour by uh, Stuart Sloan and a contributor back by popular demand who is uh, one of our insurance authorities to talk about all of these changes in the insurance industry, the consolidation that is happening, what that means for you as a consumer, as well as breaking down the news of the week, which is the uh, King versus Burwell decision, which we are expecting very soon. So let's get to that and some other issues and welcome in our guest co-host, Alan Hager from, uh, well, I don't know, what do you, how do you want to be introduced as, uh, as far as just the, uh, the data, the data guy? Not data from uh, Star Trek, but uh, <laughs> oh, thanks data, a lot. No, yeah, you got it. He's got a great personality. So um, uh, we we wanted to uh, bring him in to talk about some of the uh, well, what what's happening right now with healthcare.gov. Well, um, let's go back uh, two years ago. You had me on in October, right, uh, of 2013, and we were talking not only about the problems that the healthcare.gov website had, but uh, all the problems leading up to it where Henry Chow uh, had basically kicked the can down the road and said, 
I didn't know anything about any of the security risks with healthcare.gov. I hearing. I remember watching that. And then uh, you had Dave Kennedy and many other white hat hackers and security experts also testify and said, uh, we have lots of security problems with this website. And uh, I think the OPM situation puts that back into focus uh, on uh, the personal information side because not only is it just uh, employees of the federal government, but it's former employees like my wife who worked in the House of Representatives. She got a letter yesterday uh, saying something about the breach. Um, I'm a veteran, and apparently veterans' records were uh, hacked uh, in this same hack. Uh, So uh, at what end uh, does our federal government spend any money on security uh, for those websites? Let me share this story from InsureBlog, which is a pretty, uh, pretty, pretty clever written uh, blog uh, with some about five experts um, on the insurance industry. But one of them is pretty cynical. He's obviously my favorite one. And uh, on this issue of the OPM uh, being um, hacked, he says, uh, thanks to allegedly to Chinese hackers, all the dirty little secrets that are stored in government warehouses will now see the light of day. And he said the hacking of the OPM, which we're talking about, is a treasure trove for foreign spies, if you think about it, mm-hmm. if you think about it. And uh, here's an example of a retired 51-year-old military man disclosed in a U.S. security clearance application that he had a 20-year affair with his former college roommate's wife. And it was supposed to remain secret between him and the government. Well, now that disclosure last week ha- has pa- pa- penetrated a database uh, containing these things. And um, that information might have come out well, along with a lot of other things. And so, oh, I'm sure there's a lot of dirty secrets that uh, are in some of those uh, forms that they have to disclose as a part of getting certain type of security clearances. Uh, so I'm sure there's going to be a whole host of uh, dirty little things coming out of those things, uh, probably rather soon. So let's move to healthcare.gov. Because that is uh, another gold mine, and it's been um, well. Let's talk about this report. Did you see that OIG report, which is the Office of Inspector General? They're yes. supposed to be. Uh, they are nonpartisan. They investigate the executive branch and uh, re- release their findings. And, right. Yes. And and what did they find? What did we find out in this uh, report? Well, uh, according to InsureBlog, and I enjoyed not only the insurance side of it, but I also enjoyed the technology side of it because he gets pretty technical with some of the stuff and I'll make it very clear here. Uh, The problem lies in the healthcare.gov website and it's unfinished back end. And we talked about that in 2013, that that back end was a train wreck and it would be a treasure trove for hackers to be able to get into. Uh, Where insurers are supposed to communicate enrollee information with the federal government but have not been fully able to do so to the tune of almost $2.8 billion, B with a uh, billion, Uh, in subsidies or tax credits to the insurers in just the first four months of last year. Not the other eight months, but only the first four months, there was $2.8 billion in, they couldn't find where it went. It it just disappeared in the thin air. 
It's interesting that the government can't even keep track of the books related to the Affordable Care Act, and they're expecting small businesses to, to keep track of all of these things. Fortunately for them, they have a company called Edie Bellis that's the best in the business at helping them you know, solve those problems. More at edibellisinc.com. But, yes, I mean, just to that point, I don't know how, how they're going to be able <laughs> to, to control these things. And the important point is that this is taxpayer dollars, that goes to directly to these insurance companies through uh, the advanced premium tax credit. You go to healthcare.gov, say that your income is this. Oh, I qualify for, for this subsidy slash advanced premium tax credit. That You never see that money. It just goes directly mm -hmm. to the insurance company, and then your premium is affected that way. No wonder their profits were unbelievable this right. year. Right. Well, and, 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 you know, you go back into uh, that whole discussion about security. Well, you know, Dave Kennedy... Uh, was on CNBC and and clearly laid out the case uh, for uh, how bad this whole thing is. Uh, we're going to have a clip here yeah, uh, where uh, Dave Kennedy talks to CNBC reporters about how bad the healthcare.gov uh, website really is. To you know, public information uh, that we weren't able even able to show at the when you say hearing. bad, I mean, what can you get at? What type of information could you get at as easily as you suggest you can? Well, everything from hacking somebody's computer, so when you visit the website, it actually tries to hack your computer back, um, all the way to um, being able to extract email addresses, usernames, um, you know, first name, last name, locations. Um, all of those different things are available now on the website. And now, now well, there's, a couple, there's a lot of questions this raises. One is, can the, can the, the site itself be fixed, and how long will that take in a re, from your perspective? Well, this is a tough one because... You know, when you develop a website, you develop it with security in mind, and it doesn't appear to have happened this time. So when they created this website, they kind of threw a lot of things together, uh, mixed and matched a bunch of parts, and then, you know, kind of put it on the, on the site to be used by the general public. And so when you have that type of website, it's really hard to go back and actually fix the security around it uh, because security wasn't built into it. So it's going to take a long time to actually address. And we're talking, like you know, Johnny multiple Cash months to, um, you know, over a year at a um, to at least mm -hmm. address some of the Absolutely. critical to high exposures that are on the website okay, itself. Well, the response back, I guess, from, from the congressional hearing was literally um, one of the, one of the um, uh, folks on the Congress side uh, basically said, you know, well, uh, there's other websites that get hacked all the time, so why should ours be any different? And that was alarming to me because I'm like, well, you could, can, you could secure it so that all of our information is protected. And that was really disconcerting. Uh, but a lot of others are really trying to, to fix this and address it. The problem is we're not getting any type of information around what type of information is actually being secured or the types of information that's being secured. Um, so we're kind of at a loss at that point. And, um, you know, it's, it's unfortunate because, you know, when, when you look at the site itself, it's, it, it could be really good. It could do really well. Uh, they're just not building the security into the site itself. David. So anyways, that's kind of what's happening right now with healthcare.gov. Well, that was two, two years ago, I believe, right? Or that was a, a just January of last year. So what he's trying to say is y y if you don't build the back end of a, a website properly, you can't just go and redo it. Well, and I would even, as a constituent of uh, members of Congress, I would be outraged that a member of Congress would sit there in a hearing and say to... Uh, security experts, well, other, heights, uh, other websites get hacked, so who really cares about our website getting hacked? And several members of the committee where this took place, those individuals uh, actually said that in the hearing. And so I would be very mad at Elijah Cummings and many other uh, members of Congress 
who sat there and basically said, well, they do it, so we don't care either. Yeah, they were uh, defending the administration, I believe. Yeah, they were defending how bad the security was. You know, and and again, folks, this is who we want in charge of our health care. We had an interesting week in presidential politics, and um, one of uh, I think we're going to have it. I think we're going to have quite the race now. And uh, let's listen to uh, one of the new candidates' thoughts um, on healthcare.gov. Have a disaster called the big lie, Obamacare. Yeah. Obamacare. Yesterday came out that costs are going for people up 29, 39, 49, and even 55 percent. And deductibles are through the roof. You have to get hit by a tractor, literally a tractor, to use it. Because the deductibles are so high, it's virtually useless. It is a disaster. And remember the $5 billion website. $5 billion we spent on a website. And to this day, it doesn't work. A $5 billion website. I have so many websites. I have them all over the place. I hire people. They do a website. It costs me $3. $5 billion. Well, there he goes, you know, talking about that. I think, I mean, I wonder when this is going to start resonating with people or, or do they even care? Do they realize how much $5 billion is? How much was the budget for the state of Nebraska this year? Do you know? About, uh, about what four billion five okay. billion dollars so the government's website costs more than the entire budget of our whole state yeah and i i would and it still doesn't work no and yes exactly it still doesn't work uh to the sense of you know where i saw uh uh in in some reports 55 percent uh increases in insurance prices is actually very moderate um i've seen them uh, some estimates it could put it upwards of 70, 80, 90 percent. So actually, Mr. Trump took a very moderate tact on that, I think, which coming from him is kind of surprising. Actually, we're going to uh, look at that this coming up next segment because ratereview.healthcare.gov uh, has posted the information of the proposed rate, rev- rate increases uh, for all the states. And so uh, at least Nebraska has a couple of them out there. Mine is going to go up over 20% again, which is going to be an extra $100 a month. Uh, and I'm just kind of an average guy. Uh, but we'll talk about that as well as some of the um, changes in the industry uh, as far as these two big insurance companies becoming one, perhaps, which could mean less choice. And the Supreme Court decision coming up next week on uh, the subsidy eligibility, which could impact premiums even more. So you're listening to America's Healthcare Challenge. When we come back, uh, we've got Stuart Slonen uh, from the sunny state of Florida joining us to talk about King versus Burwell and uh, the insurance industry changes and what that means for you as a consumer. You're listening to America's Healthcare Challenge online at healthreformexplained.com, and we'll be right back. <laughs> 